Welcome back to the Kinda Okay podcast, where we talk about things that aren't okay in hopes of making them feel more okay. I'm Sarah Crossley, creator of It's Kinda Okay Comics and the Growing Pain Zine, an independent publication that supports and encourages women and non-binaries to create rad content. To see the comics, support the podcast, comment, and or contribute to a future Friends and Femans episode, please visit patreon.com forward slash kinda okay. Okay, on to part two of the Friends and Femans episode. In 2016, I moved from Alberta, Canada to the UK to the Isle of Wight to live in my partner's parents' house and to get to know the place and people he grew up with. I showed up two days before Christmas, having only met his brother through Tumblr and his cousin Dot briefly at a cafe in Iceland when we had a stopover on our flight. I should have been nervous, but for some reason the only thing stressing me out was that I had been tasked to create a Christmas stocking for my partner's dad, Neil. Everything in the stocking was meant to begin with the letter P. They pick a different theme each year. What could have been an incredibly clumsy and stressful experience just seemed to flow, though. I was welcomed with open arms and open hearts, and maybe that's the difference between one-sided and two-sided friendships. Both parties have to be open to each other. So I met all of my partner's family and friends in the span of a week or two, and it was all wonderful until Christmas was over and everyone went back to London or wherever. So I isolated myself quite a lot on the days where TV was at work and I struggled to meet anybody new who I actually clicked with. I'd go on to make some of the most amazing friends on the Isle of Wight, so shout out to all you beautiful humans, you know who you are. But this story is special because she was the first one. It was probably somewhere around spring, I think, when one of TV's friends, Rosanna, came home for Easter or something, and I made plans to hang out with her, just the two of us. We sat on a bench for about two hours, and it felt kind of like a date, but we were chatting about everything from work life, living stresses, to the weirdness of trying to make friends. I was a bit nervous, but it was also lovely, and we parted ways feeling pretty warm and fuzzy about the whole thing. The next time we got together, just the two of us, I brought out all the art supplies. This is my favorite way to make friends. I get a pot of tea on the go, I bring out everything from wax crayons to gouache to watercolors, and we just mess around and chat and play. Rosanna had never used watercolors before, which I realize is totally normal, but just absolutely blew my mind. We spent the whole time crafting and chatting and learning and playing and That evening, she went out and bought her very first watercolor set. Our beautiful friendship was born out of art and awkwardness. We've now spent the last three or four years sharing so many nice beach walks, big mountain hikes that were scary for us both, afternoons spent painting and drinking tea, and sharing vulnerable moments with each other that have always been met with support. I'm so grateful for that first friend date for that funny afternoon we spent on a bench getting to know each other, for her open heart that allowed us to become close friends. Mm -hmm. 
sometimes finding common ground with people can be difficult, and sometimes it just seems difficult. Once in a blue moon, one of your new best friends will just happen to move in next door. Here's Joey chatting about connecting with the boy next door in Ambleside in the UK. Section 1. This is a story about how I met one of my closest friends at university, who remains one of my closest friends today. I met on the day that they moved into the house next door to mine in my first week at uni. I helped them carry their things into their room, and I felt like we were going to get on because they were a bit odd, like me, and they were wearing Crocs unashamedly. We quickly instigated a house meal where one of us would cook for everyone else about once a week and it became a steadfast fixture of our first year at university. We played a lot of cards and we got on really well. We bonded over a shared love of the outdoors, an enjoyment of the course and our stupid sense of humour. We remained in the same university accommodation for second year and we became closer as we carried on cooking for each other throughout that year. Our shared sense of humour and enjoyment of the course only increased and we found ourselves getting along really well. We bonded over our similarly nerdy personalities and niche humour which was quite specific with a lot of quotes from comedy shows that we'd watched. As we approached our uh, placement year, our year in industry, we supported each other extensively throughout our, uni- uh, throughout our application processes for different placements we were intending to go on. Throughout our placement year, we continued to talk, and I think we became closer as we both confided feelings of isolation and loneliness due to the location of our accommodation for our placement years. It was difficult to find a social life when you were working the hours that we were working and trying to put as much effort as we were into securing jobs and roles for ourselves in the future. We tried to meet up regularly, but it wasn't very easy during that final year of placement to make the time to find a middle ground where we could meet comfortably that didn't impact our lives in the respective towns where we were living. As we left our placement years and prepared for our dissertation and final year at university, we decided to move in together. It was, I believe, one of the best decisions we made. We became closer during the year that we lived in the same house, and it was an enjoyable experience all round. We supported each other with our dissertations, shared comedy shows that we enjoyed, took breaks and walks up to the uh, the mountains around us, and spent an inordinate amount of time going down to the river to skim stones whenever we felt we needed a break. This person is probably still one of my closest friends from uni, and probably one of my closest friends full stop. I don't make friends easily and I was really worried when I went to university that I wouldn't be able to because I was odd or that I wouldn't find people who liked me. But I did and I found people who liked me for who I was and the way that I existed and I enjoyed their company and they enjoyed mine.
I was really worried when I went to university that I wouldn't be able to make friends or find people who liked me because I was a bit odd, because I'd been home educated, because I didn't drink, and because I didn't really deal with social situations well. But I did. I found other people who were odd, who didn't drink, who were a bit weird, and who liked me, and I liked them. I found friends at university that I hope I'll have for the rest of my life, and I found really close friendships through those friendships. Socialising was difficult, but it wasn't hard to find the other people who found socialising difficult, and then build friendships from there. The person I've spoken about in this piece is one of my closest friends, and I hope that they remain one of my closest friends for a long time to come. It was really, really valuable having the support and friendship of a person like this throughout university, especially my placement year, when shared experiences made the loneliness and the isolation a lot easier to deal with. And being able to laugh at ourselves when we spoke about it was really, really helpful. Making friends is really hard. And it's really, really hard when you're in a new place and you're scared and you haven't got any sort of analogue to compare it with. But it happens. And the friends you make when you're at university or when you're in a new place or when you just decide you need some new friends are the stronger because of it. The number of friends you have doesn't really matter. But the quality of friends, that can really change the way that you experience the situation. And I truly believe the person that I've spoken about here thoroughly improved my situation at university. My experience was richer because I knew them and because they were my friend. It can be scary to reach out to new people and to initiate new rituals like weekly dinners. To watch a friendship grow to a point where you can live together, explore together, and truly support each other is a pretty magical thing. There's a sort of comfort in knowing that you have people who enjoy being around you that you genuinely enjoy being around too. A big thank you to Joey for sharing his story and all the nervousness that went into building those kinds of friendships. I'm so proud of him for overcoming his fear of awkwardness to find other people who are just as hilarious, wonderful, and supportive to be around. Thanks for listening to part two of the Femans and Friends segment on making friends. Being an adult is hard sometimes, but at least we're not alone. The next episode will be available next week for our regular listeners. But if you want to continue listening to this series right away, then you can visit patreon.com forward slash kinda okay and get exclusive access right now. Stay weird and wonderful until next time.